0: The word of God from St. John's Gospel. Peter said to him the third time, or Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, When you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Peter was rash, sometimes even a hothead. He rushed into situations too often without really thinking carefully. When Jesus told his disciples about his approaching death, Peter offered to die for him or to die with him. But when Jesus was actually on trial for his life, Peter denied even knowing the Lord. I do not know the man how those words must have haunted him later in life. But God's plan and intention to save mankind would not be fulfilled by Peter dying for Jesus. Instead, Jesus needed to die for Peter, and for all of us who are rash, hotheads, or whatever kind of other sinful things we do. We need Christ to die for us, to take away the real and true fear of death. Peter did not seem afraid of death when Jesus was right with him, but when Jesus had died and before they really understood that he had risen from the dead, Peter mourned his Lord's death and was afraid of his own death. He and the other disciples hid behind locked doors for fear of the Jews, it says, for fear of their life, really. But Jesus had overcome death and had indeed risen from the dead, so we no longer have a reason to be afraid of death. Peter's denial of Jesus no longer needed to haunt him because Christ had paid for that sin along with all the sins of the whole world. Jesus helps Peter to understand this by asking him three times, Do you love me? And three three times Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. Three times Jesus tells Peter, feed my lambs. Peter was to show his love for Christ by taking care of Jesus' lambs. St. Augustine rephrases Jesus' words like this, If you love me, don't think about feeding yourself, but feed my sheep as mine and not yours. Seek my glory in them and not your own glory, my gain and not yours. Peter's life of service was not for his own glory, but for the glory of God. Peter had been willing to die for Christ, and later he would actually give his life as a martyr for his Christian faith. Just as Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane prayed to his heavenly Father, not my will, but your will be done. So Jesus here predicts how Peter will die. When you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what, by what death he would glorify God. That's scripture. But legends tell us Peter was stretched out on a cross, crucified like Jesus. But Peter asked to be crucified upside down because he was not worthy, did not consider himself worthy of the honor of dying in the same way that Jesus had. Just as Jesus, the good shepherd, laid down his life for the sheep, Peter, the good under-shepherd, laid down his life to witness, to be a martyr for that greater shepherd. Until he died, Peter served Jesus as shepherd or pastor of Jesus' sheep, feeding the lambs with the gospel of salvation. Peter also trained other pastors and shepherds to serve Jesus' flock. When Peter wrote these pastors and their congregations, he used imagery of sheep in preaching and writing. Peter clearly reflects Jesus' words here when he writes in his first epistle Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples for the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. When Peter had denied Jesus, we are told that he went out and wept bitterly. Here now, Peter shows that Jesus forgiving him and restoring his confidence made him look forward with certainty to the glory of heaven, eternal life, which Jesus, the Good Shepherd, had purchased for him and for all people by his sinless life, by his suffering and death on the cross. Those who serve Jesus faithfully point not to themselves, but to Jesus. They are like John the Baptist who said about Jesus, he must increase, I must decrease. And when John was asked if he was the Messiah, he pointed to Jesus and said, behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the lamb of God. Jesus is the good shepherd. Setting those two images next to each other doesn't fit with our human reason. The lamb is the shepherd, but both are true. Both are ways in which God assures us of his love and his forgiveness and that he is our shepherd who will bring us into eternal life. He, we will follow him because he leads us in the green pastures, beside the still waters, in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, because the Lord is our shepherd we shall not want, we shall fear no evil, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.